Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story. inside Angela Atticus Jr.'s kitchen. The interior is modern, sleek, minimalist, and completely white. White built-in fridge, white stove, white marble countertops. Her parents always kept the kitchen spotless, but since her parents have left, the kitchen looks like Angela lives here, so it's messy and chaotic. There are broken eggshells thrown all over the counter. Angela's cooking eggs for her friends, even though most of them don't eat. Seated at a circular white mid-century modern table is Heck Gently. Heck's hair is tousled and messy with his cute little sugar glider ears poking out of the top of his head. Seated next to Heck is Saber Muto, Angela's ghostly girlfriend. She hovers over a chair wearing Angela's silk robe and a backwards baseball cap. Next to Saber is Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man, the newest member of the household, who happens to be an ape-like cryptid with a robotic arm. He waits patiently for breakfast and explores his new freedom wearing a bow tie with neatly pressed khaki shorts. In front of that big white stove is Angela Atticus Jr. preparing breakfast for her friends. Angela's hard to miss with her green skin, huge antlers, and that tree trunk arm. In a similar fashion to Saber, she's wearing a robe and pink bunny slippers. Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man uh, is uh, holding one fork and a knife in each hand and holding them aloft eagerly. Okay, well... There's a napkin tucked into his his suit jacket. Uh, But Angela, your adoration of this adorable cryptid is interrupted when you receive a text message from Penny White, which reads, Shit's going down at school. Have you heard? Question mark. Angela immediately texts back and says, I don't go to school anymore. LOL. Remember? Antlers. Duh. Plant emoji. Send. Angela finishes sending her text to Penny, hits send, and places her phone down and then turns around with two plates in her hand and says, all right, time to eat. Angela walks over the table and puts down family-style scrambled eggs and family-style toast. (laughs) 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 All right, everybody, dig in. Uh, But did you get that text from Penny? Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man um, (laughs) looks at you uh, for approval, Angela, as he... Gingerly digs his knife into the scrambled eggs and attempts to lift some eggs to his mouth with it. <laughs> oh, buddy, you're, I think the fork would be a better utensil for that. What's this one? Uh, <laughs> that's for like cutting, uh, like meat, you know, like chicken, fish. Yeah, but there's no meat here. We don't eat our friends in this house. So here, just give me the knife. We don't eat our friends in this house. Exactly. <laughs> Number one rule. All right, so hand me the knife. I'll just I'll just take that from you. Okay. Okay. Just place it in he my hands. Hand. Blade side out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Now use that one. Just get the eggs. Just and get a piece of toast. And how I like to eat it is I like to put the scrambled eggs on the toast and eat it like an egg open face sandwich. 
Yes, I'll eat an egg open face sandwich. <laughs> and we uh, we cut away from Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man uh, feverishly scooping eggs onto a piece of toast. Now with just with his bare hands. Yeah. Uh, to uh, adding it on there like a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> to Saber and Heck uh, seated beside each other at the table, uh, who exchange a glance and shrug. Uh, Knowing, as they do, that neither of them require food. It's <laughs> literally him sitting at a table with a ghost, a robot, and a cabbage man. Like, you know that he poops, though. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. Eat all the food. Yeah. He's going to eat all the food. Uh, and we hear a series of sounds. Uh, um, uh, the, the hollow metal sound of trash being thrown into an empty trash can as Heck starts shoveling food into his mouth and the wet plops of partially masticated food sliding through the ectoplasm form of Saber's body as she eats. And both of them turn to you, Angela, and say, Mmm, mm, thanks, thanks Angela. Angela. Oh, you're welcome. How do you think my eggs are getting? Because I started, I switched to farm fresh, and so I think that they're better. Don't you think they're better? My internal filters have been sifting out a lot fewer eggshells. Oh, okay. So that's good, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it makes the cleaning process way easier. Uh, I don't really taste, but... You know, if if I was scoring you like on plating, twenty out of twenty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Angela turns around to see Heck on his phone at the table and walks over to him and says, "Hey, can I talk to you in the other room really quick?" Yeah, sure. Um, let me just. Oop, never mind. I'm gonna say let me finish this game of snake, but ring into my dang tail. What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go. Okay. Angela uh, walks down the hallway and motions Heck to follow her, and they end up in her library room. Ooh, can you uh, can you describe the library room? So um, this was Allie and Anthony's whenever they were alive? Question mark if that's what even what they were, and it's just four walls, just like covered of tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of books. Uh, it's very like. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, like how there's like those ladders that you can climb up and grab some books. And there's a few different brown leather couches and a uh, glass coffee table in the middle of the couches. Here, take a seat, please. And Angela like motions for Heck to sit down at one of the big brown couches. Heck plops down into the center of one of the couches, displacing its mass in only the way a boy made entirely out of metal can. Um, Angela sits next to him and looks over at him, pauses for a second. What's wrong with your face? I'm just thinking about how I'm going to say this. Cyber Squatch told me something a little interesting uh, when we met him a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, that guy was interesting. He was, but he told me something about you. About me? Yeah. Um, Is it robot stuff? Yeah. He's like half robot. Yeah, but it's more of like... He's seen you before. He saw you in the basement of Indigo Labs and told me that Indigo Labs was afraid of you. Do you have any memories of being there? I mean, we know I was there, right? Like, all that stuff that... Dick said and like Zeke and y'all found out about how I'm actually like a hundred years old and yeah. I mean most of my memories got wiped 
Zeke and Sophia said that they were all too gobbledygooked up to figure out what was going on in my old noggin. I mean, I guess I could have done anything in the last 75 years that I wouldn't know about. But I don't know why they'd be afraid of me. I mean, they're the ones who programmed me with all these good boy protocols. I know. I mean, it doesn't really seem like your style, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that we would possibly need to break into Indigo Labs and find some files on you. Because there might be something that... I mean, there is a lot about you that we don't know. But, I don't know, I'm kind of worried. Because, like, what if I, like, get all my memories back and I was a totally different person? I mean, I used to be Dick's boyfriend. And now I'm Penny's boyfriend. And, like, what if I remember a bunch of stuff that I, like, really like about Dick? And I forget all the stuff I really like about Penny. I mean, you and Dick, that's in the past. And you don't, I mean, those are only memories. It's like watching a movie or something, you know? Like, I don't think you're really going to just decide that you love Dick and want to be with Dick again. I'm just saying that, like, it's such an unknown quantity, you know? Well, I mean, we're not going to make you do anything against your will. If you don't want to have your memories back, then you don't have to. We can just simply try to get these files from Indigo Labs and if they even exist try to find out more, try to find out why they're afraid of you. Yeah, and if, I mean, if those guys are afraid of me, then, like, what if they built something into me? What if, what if there's, I mean, what if I'm a threat to, like, you guys? I don't want that. I mean, yeah. Ugh, this sucks. I know, I'm sorry, heck. But I haven't told anybody. I didn't want to worry anybody, and I didn't know how to bring it up until I needed, like, some time to think about it, but... No one knows. It's our little secret. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. I just... We'll get down to the bottom of it, don't worry. But in the meantime, I would... I don't know. Wait to bring it up with everyone until we... I don't know. Until it's a good time. All right. I trust you. Okay. And we cut back to Chillhaven High. More specifically, the Chillhaven High Biology Lab, where Penny White, Zeke Lynn, and Carlos Espinosa have just discovered that what school administrators had termed a gas leak is in fact something more akin to a ghost leak. And the ghost that has leaked out in front of their very eyes is one very dead, very bald, Coach Sheehan. Ah! We see Penny clamp her hands over her ears. Ah! Penny, what's wrong? Zeke and Carlos, you all see every cabinet in this room suddenly fly open. Ah! What the frick? Shh, what? you still gotta keep it quiet. What the frick? Coach Sheehan is here. He's screaming at me. What? I didn't think about what I'd do when I got here. <laughs> Coach, Coach, Coach Sheehan? Yeah. The one who got eaten by the murder robots? Look at him right in his dead eyes. Where is he? I just told you I'm looking right into his eyes. Penny, you see Coach Sheehan staring directly at Zeke, his ghostly face full of rage. Zeke just uh, waves awkwardly and slowly at the ghost that he can't see. One of the desks slides against the wall with a crash. 
Okay, maybe I'll, I'll try to talk to him and convince him we're harmless. Um, maybe we can help him. Maybe he's like a victim. Well, he, 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 he is, he a, is a victim. Yeah, yeah he got eaten um, by flesh robots. Yeah, let me just see if I can talk to him really quick. Okay. Um, so Penny is going to reach out telepathically again to try to communicate to him that we mean him no harm and ask if he needs any help. Um, Mr. Coach? His head whips around to face you, Penny. Ooh, that was fast. Um, hi, we don't mean you any harm. Do you remember us? He stares at you quizzically, and you see him make an effort now to move his mouth and work his ghostly jaw. And then he says, um, Where in the hell is the rest of class? We were supposed to start ten minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> Zeke, get your ass behind your desk. I am sick of your bullshit today. <laughs> we see Penny look to Zeke and say, um, he said to go sit in your assigned seat. You're late. Wait, uh, wait <laughs> I'm the only one here. Um, Coach, I don't... Being the least late does not make you not late. <laughs> I don't know if you know, Coach, but the school is actually closed down today. He, uh, you see confusion wash over his ghostly face uh, as he says... Um, Closed, it's closed today? Yeah, so, something bad's going on in the school, and we just wanted to try to see what it was. Why don't I know about that? Well... Now that you mention it, how did I get here? I don't remember waking up today, or brushing my teeth, or swimming in my wave pool. <laughs> All of the things I normally do before I come to work. <laughs> uh, Penny looks to Zeke and says, I don't think he knows that he's a ghost. Oh. Coach, you're dead. Carlos says, ah! I said coach. Oh. Oh, he's the ghost. He's a, he's a ghost, yeah. I'm a what now? Um. I'm not a ghost. If I was a ghost, could I do this? And then he swipes his hand through Zeke's head. Uh, 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 what was that? That was a hand. Uh. Ghosts can't do that. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they can. <laughs> People can't do that. Yeah. Dang, y'all, I think I'm dead. Yeah. I'm real sorry about that. I, th I thought you knew. Um, how have you been? Is that a serious fucking question? <laughs> oh, excuse my language. Yeah, we're not allowed to swear in this room. Yeah, I know. I remember I said that a lot. And I think also cussed at y'all sometimes, too. The clarity of death has led me to conclude I may have been a somewhat hypocritical man. <laughs> oh, well. No improving now. <laughs> anyway, how do I get to heaven? <laughs> Penny. Hmm? Penny. Hmm. How do I get to heaven? I don't know. I want to see my grandmother and my goldfish. <laughs> Listen, I have a laundry list of things I have to do to help out my ghost friends, so I will just put you at the top of that. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll just put off God's eternal award for however long it takes till it's convenient for you. <laughs> You just found out you were dead like five seconds ago, so clear, don't you want some time to reflect while I figure my shit out? I can't reflect nothing. I'm a ghost. Mirrors don't work on us. That's fair. I think. I don't. Nobody told me anything. <laughs> okay, I would love to help you, Coach. Um, Thank God. We just he closes his eyes and puts his arms <laughs> up in the air. I'm ready. I'm ready to feel my man man's beautiful embrace again. <laughs> Seek a little help. Penny, I can only, I've can i literally only heard your side of this conversation. <laughs> While it does sound stressful, I don't know how to help. Could you maybe just put some ectoplasm on him so that we could we can all communicate? 
Just, just I feel like some, I'm going to regret that, but yes. Just throw some ectoplasm on there. All right. Coach, this might feel a little weird, okay? And we see Penny put uh, <laughs> a finger up to her nose, a la Flo, uh-huh. and snort out some of that good, good ectoplasm. Well, the opposite of snort. Blow. Blow it out. Yeah, that is the opposite of snort. <laughs> uh, and we, we see these billowing white mucilin tendrils of ectoplasm uh, emerging, and not at all a gross way, out of Penny's nostril. And they swirl and drape themselves over the ethereal form of uh, the normally red-faced and now ghost-faced Coach Sheehan. Zeke and Carlos, I don't know why I'm talking to Carlos, I'm him, Uh, (laughs) you are now able to see the form of your uh, adversary, teacher, Coach teacher yeah. Sheehan. I think I'm his adversary. I don't think he's mine. <laughs> I'm not your adversary, Zeke. I was just trying to shape you up into a respectable member of society. I can see that I failed at that having died. <laughs> anyway, you can see and hear me now. Here I am. Thank you so much, Penny. You're welcome. If it makes you feel any better, Coach, I did try to save your life. So, you know, you instilled some kind of morals into me, maybe. Wait, you were involved? I was in the room. I'm starting to remember now. A bunch of bunch of frogs came to life because they had robots in them, and they, they the robots crawled inside your body and made you vomit out your skeleton. Great, let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> or ever again. So, now I can go to heaven? Um, let's say soon. Great. We're not, we're not sure there's a heaven, are we? Do we know? We haven't. We haven't seen that. We've we seen need... a lot of stuff. Okay, I'm gonna put a pause on the heaven conversation. Mm. And <laughs> if you don't mind, Coach, you're welcome to leave. Obviously, but we're just kind of looking around the school to see what's going on. Well, it seems like at least partially he was what's going on. You slamming some stuff around, Coach? Slamming some cabinets and doors. Well, yeah, I was looking for my teacher's manual. <laughs> well, that makes. Sense. I don't know about all this science gobbledygook off the top of my flipping head. <laughs> I gotta read out of a book. And then I tell you it, and then you memorize it. And then I judge you based on your answers. <laughs> That's how this works. You know, I thought on my day off I wouldn't have to learn anything. But... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think I'm just going to stay here. I feel real comfortable here. Okay. Well, okay, hold I on. Wanna, I just want to go look around. Well, but, Coach, maybe, maybe it would be, there's kind of a new coach now, and... Maybe it would be better for you and everyone if you just moved on from the the life you used to have and just go live the life you've always dreamed. Zeke, that's a really excellent point. And I might just take your advice on the day I start taking advice from jackasses, <laughs> which ain't today. God damn it. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. Hang out in the frickin' lab. We're gonna go look for more ghosts. Okay, I want that assignment on my desk by tomorrow. You're not my teacher anymore. You got what it, assignment? Coach. Come on, Zeke. <laughs> All right. I guess y'all don't have to call me Coach anymore. Call me Ed. Ed Sheehan. <laughs> so on to the next cursed room. Wait. What do you What do you mean next? We We solved it. It was Coach Sheehan. You think that that's the only thing going on here? I ghost stuff going on. We found a ghost. He's He's right there. You don't want to check anywhere end else. Of, out? End of story. I'm, du- I'm, I'm, I wipe my hands. I'm dusting off my hands. Are we being scared? Ooh, 
Uzi scared. No. No, I'm not. What? Which room did you have <laughs> in mind? I'm scared too. <laughs> I'll brave any room in the school. What room did you have in mind? Okay, I'll follow you to the locker room. <gasps> the the. So the locker room is technically part of the football stadium. So it's not. It's not in this. So you're scared. I. I'm just. You sound scared. I'm just trying to remind you of the criteria I set, which is I will brave any room. In this building. I was quite specific. All right, bye, Zeke. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm coming. And we cut to the exterior of the Chillhaven High football locker room. We see Penny White, Zeke Lynn, and Carlos Espinoza standing tentatively at the edge of the Chilhaven High football field. Before them, the entrance to the locker room, a source of absolutely no trauma or bad memories for anyone here. I haven't been here in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of where it all began, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm technically still on the football team, I think. <laughs> I think it's just you and Heck. <laughs> yeah. So let's go, huh? <sighs> we see Penny take a couple steps forward and enter the locker room. Okay, okay. If I just, if I close my eyes and then walk in, then I'll already be in there. Carlos Salmon tells you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Not the time! Penny. As you cautiously make your way into the locker room, you find yourself overcome with a particularly dreadful sense of deja vu. The chill in the air that surrounds you raises goose pimples on your flesh and sets your hairs on end. And as you exhale shakily, you see the wispy tendrils of your frozen breath drift ominously out into the darkness ahead. With every step you take deeper into the locker room, Penny, the psychic pressure inside your head increases as your mind aches with the cacophonous cries of the teeming dead. Penny, you're starting to get that I've got a bad feeling about this look on your face. What's going on? Uh, I think you nailed it. I have a very bad feeling about this. Um... That checks out. Roughly a football's team worth of people did die in here, so that, that checks out. Yeah, so just uh, stay on guard, I guess. Hey guys! We hear the echo of Zeke's scream reverberate throughout the empty locker room, bouncing off of the metal of the lockers and the tile of the locker room. Zeke, you hear no response. In fact... You don't hear anything, which is strange, considering Carlos is right behind you. Or is he? Wait a minute. It's too quiet. Seek whips around. Zeke, you whip around to see behind you your friend, Carlos Espinosa. 
arms aloft at his sides, feet about two feet off the ground, eyes rolled back in his head. His mouth drops open, and from inside of him, you hear a ghostly chorus of horror. Penny whips around to see the same thing Zeke is seeing. Penny, you do not see the same thing that Zeke is seeing, because Penny, you can see ghosts. Yeah. What you see is Carlos being held aloft in the air by an amorphous spectral blob of about a dozen formerly human forms intertwined and conglomerated into one many-armed, many-legged, many-horrified-faced ghost monster. Um, We see Penny reach out with one hand and say, put him down! and snatch uh, Carlos telekinetically out of their grasp um, and pull him towards herself. You pull Carlos out from this ghostly grasp and he flies just past you and right into a bank of lockers behind you with a loud crash. Oops. Ah! Sorry, buddy. I got possessed! (laughs) You did, I'm so sorry. Little late. Penny, uh, you see the, the ghost blob pause for a moment in confusion before all of their spectral voices now scream in agony, causing crippling pain inside of your psychic mind. We see Penny again put her hands on her ears and kind of squat down and just uh, groan in agony. Ow! What's happening? They're in my head! Who's in your head? The blob. What blob? The ghost blob. Ghost blob? Um, uh, uh, I don't know how to help. Um, uh, we, what do we do? What do I we don't do? know, I'm hurting. You hear a groan and the creak of metal as from behind you, Carlos pulls himself upright on the bench in front of the locker and raises heroically to his feet. And he says, Penny, Zeke, follow me. I've got an idea. Okay. Before running full speed out of the locker room. Okay. Penny, come. do you need a hand? Yes. Come on, come on, come on. Zeke helps Penny to her feet, uh, and they jog out of the locker room behind Carlos. Yeah, y'all, uh, y'all run out of the locker room, and you all find Carlos bent over, gasping for breath at about the 50-yard line. What's the plan? What are we doing? <sighs> oh, that was it. Run away. That was a good idea. What? Yeah, just ran away. Well, I could have thought of that. You didn't, though. Oh, it's, uh, it's part of the team now. I thought we were running away to a plan, Carlos. Yeah, the plan was run away. Okay. It was really scary. It was really scary. <sighs> we see Penny just massaging her temples. Penny, are you okay? Yeah, just, it feels better now, but I can't, I don't know how to fight them. I get why they closed the school. Did you guys see how far I ran? Like a hundred yards. You're on the 50. (laughs) You're on the 50. (laughs) You did just get 
thrown into and smashed against a bank of lockers, though, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think I broke my coccyx. Oh. He puts his hand on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Carlos, how's your grades in anatomy, bud? In what? I don't know what to do right now. Well, you can't fight them with your brain powers because they shout at you in your brain. Correct. And I can't fight them at all because I can't even see them. Mm-hmm. Seems like maybe what might help is if I made something that could see them. I've got an idea. Okay. Follow me to my dad's lab. <laughs> we cut to the exterior of the Lynn residence. Home of one, Zeke Lynn. Another, Jeff Lynn. A third, Sophia. And a fourth, Dick Spengler. Yeah, we see from the exterior a plain-looking two-story suburban home, beige coat of paint, black roof, white shutters, white door. As the camera enters through the front door of the house, we find ourselves in the living room of the Lynn residence. Dated and shabby looking with its tall shag carpets with a pattern worn in them where the occupants of the house most frequently walk across it. It's wood paneled walls going all the way up to the stucco popcorn ceiling. What's all these giant holes punched in the wood paneling you ask? Well, those are arms for the house's robot. Those are holes for the arms of the house's robotic assistant to poke through and help Jeff and Zeke with their daily tasks. Our camera continues to zoom through the living room and into the fireplace, which of course leads to a big metal chute that twists and winds through layers of dirt and grime into the shiny white basement lab underneath the Lynn home. Where we find Penny White, Dick Spangler, Carlos Espinosa, and Tim Dagner clumped together in the set in the center of the room watching annoyed as Zeke digs through a whole bunch of boxes of mechanical junk we see Penny standing nearby um, texting Angela just to update her on everything that's happened so far and also apologizing again for the ghosts that are going to show up there at um, when do we get out of school 345 hey uh, I uh, really like your cowboy hat Oh, thanks, partner. So are you and Zeke like, um, like exclusive or it's more like an open kind of a situation? I don't know what that means. Tim! (laughs) (laughs) Stop asking out my boyfriend. Stop putting me in situations where I'm bored. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the parts together. And Zeke, uh, walks up towards the group and also his father's science slab. The science slab in the lab. Um... (laughs) Uh, with an armful of metal scraps, whole bunch of motherboards, circuit boards, uh, vacuum tubes, uh, and a set of uh, steampunk-looking metal brass goggles. And he lays this out before the group and he says, All right, here's my plan. This is the whole is the guts of an old 50s television, real good for displaying images. Penny. Yeah. I'm going to I want you to make me some ectoplasm. I'm going to take your ectoplasm. I'm going to jam it inside these vacuum tubes. I'm going to make me a pair of goggles that's going to scan for ghosts and project the image of the ghosts real time into my eyeballs. Okay, tell me when. All right. Hold on. 
uh, and we see a flurry of motion and a cloud of dust and hammers moving and hands moving as Zeke bangs together a bunch of parts onto uh, this pair of goggles. And he says, uh, all right, I have no idea how to a- handle ectoplasm. What it, what, what's a good, how do you, how do you handle it? Do you, can you direct it? Can you, can you focus it somewhere? Or does it just come out of you? Normally it just comes out of me and goes where I am looking, but I have never tried to like concentrate it into one small area. So this will be a first for me. Okay. Yeah. Cause I need you to put it inside this teeny tiny little hole of this vacuum tube. Why don't you just hold just that up to my nose? Fill it up. Oh yeah. I guess that makes sense. Give me that. And okay. we see Penny grab the, what is this again? It's a vacuum tube. <laughs> we see Penny grab the vacuum tube and just shove it right up to the left <laughs> nostril of her nose. We, we cut briefly to Carlos, eyes wide as he observes this, uh, who leans over to Dick to whisper, this is so cool. I feel like Oakley Hardwick on the Haunted Files. Oh, cool, Carlos. I, uh, I as usual, do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> Oakley Hardwick from The Haunted Files. He's the ghost tech guy. He makes all the ghost detecting equipment. There's another guy who makes ghost detecting equipment? Zeke, have you not seen The Haunted Files? No, I don't know what, the what? Oh my God, it's the best. It's about this dude, Chag Nethermare. He's an expert ghost hunter. And with his tech guy, like I said, Oakley Hardwick, plus para-influencer Quest Olsen, and they just like go around the country hunting ghosts and finding them and collecting evidence of ghosts. They ever found a ghost? Yeah, like every episode. What? Yeah. How long has this show been on the air? Well, I don't know. There's The Haunted Files, and then there's The Haunted Files Explorers, and then there's The Haunted Files Universe, Haunted Files Atlantis. How long do I have to stand here with this tube in my nose? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like always on, you know. Is everyone ready? I've been ready, but I, I do have some questions, <laughs> but I guess let's come back to that. We Penny. see Penny take a deep breath in. <laughs> And exhale, and hopefully shoot some ectoplasm out of her nose into that tube. (laughs) 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 And fart since then. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I was trying to make. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Penny. Oh, some dripped. That's all good. That's all good. Here, I got it. And you see Tim hold up a big pair of scissors and just slice it right in the middle. Oh, thanks, Tim. Yeah, no problem. All right. Once I screw in this vacuum tube of ectoplasm, these goggles should let me see ghosts. If I've done all of this correctly. I did do it in about 30 seconds. <laughs> a big if. With a pile of scraps. Let's find out. Um, so, Zeke gingerly raises the TV vacuum tube full of Penny's magic nose snot and gently screws it in to a place on the circuit board attached to the side of these big brass goggles. He then takes a red wire and a black wire and hooks them into a terminal and puts in a nine volt battery and says, okay, they should be going. And he slides the goggles over his eyes. We cut to a wide shot of the laboratory. Penny, Tim, Dick, Carlos, all waiting in rapt attention, their eyes on Zeke, all knowing that this device is just as likely to explode or melt his face off as it is to show him ghosts. Zeke, you put these goggles on. You flip your switch. And we see a crackling of electricity 
emit from the 9-volt battery surround the goggles. Blue lightning guys all around your head, crackling. We see the ectoplasm in the vacuum tube begin to whirl into a swirl of uh, paranormal psychogenic energy. And then we see Zeke's body go stiff and fall to the floor. Oh no. Leaving behind the astral form of Zeke Lin in a pair of goggles. Zeke! Zeke! Oh, cool. Baby, what happened? Everything looks so, what do you Zeke, mean what happened? Up. What, what do you mean, Look wake now. up, I'm right here. Is he breathing? How do you check? Ah! Hey, I mean, he's fine. Well, he's not fine. He's just, there's two of them, and one is the one we see, and another one is the one that's inside that only I can see right now. What? What? What happened? You Have ghosted you yourself. I ghosted myself? Yeah. Damn it. I hate when I do that. Can you get back in? Um. We see Tim pull his scissors back out and start walking slowly towards Zeke's body on the floor. <laughs> Ew, hey, don't let him do nothing with those scissors. Tim. What are you doing? I was just checking. <laughs> just checking for what? To see if he was faking. Penny, mm? just take the battery out of the headset. Okay. We see Penny uh, crouch down, pull the battery out of the headset. Penny, you feel a little bit of a shock Ooh. as you grab this battery. The swirls of blue lightning still surrounding the headset. But as soon as you remove it from the connector, uh, the astral Zeke disappears. And you hear from the Zeke on the floor. Ah! <laughs> Fixed him. Penny! Hmm? Did I astral project? Yeah. Yeah. I made astral projection goggles! <sighs> That's kind of my thing, but I'm happy for you. Well, I'm not going to be using these goggles all the time because it is it does terrify me every second that it's happening. Yeah, it terrified me. I thought you died. Oh, Dick, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't think that's what was going to happen. I thought I'd just be able to look around the room and see ghosts, but I guess that the way that the goggles help you see ghosts is by making you a ghost. I wonder what would happen if you were out there too long. Yeah, I don't want to test it. I think we keep an hour limit on it, anamorph style, and we don't, we don't, we don't push it past past that. We're fighting anamorphs now. What? what a- no. Oh, we haven't read those books yet. Don't what? worry, we'll get to them. What's an anamorph? We- you haven't read those books? I haven't- okay, I got to read them with Dick first, and then you can borrow them. Oh, okay. I'll just read them to myself. I guess. <laughs> Do you want? Do you want me to read them to you? Yeah. Book club. Okay. All right. Story time. <laughs> uh, <okay>. Story time. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me go get my Animorphs books. I'll be right back. wasn't really dead. I would have had to activate my corpse disposal protocols, and I hate doing that. Breaking down human bodies takes such a long time. So many bones. Ah, but enough shop talk. Let's get on to these credits. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Chedlar. James also composes the original score for the podcast. All other characters, human or otherwise, are performed by Philip Stressman, the game master and producer of Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. 
Additional sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game created by Michael Sands. That's it for this week. See you all next time. <laughs>